2: and the strong, and the deadly can
0: survive.
1: This place is no place for civilized man. Kick it in
2: the guts, Barry.
0: Gotta do now at part of the Australian culture there. Pretty simple questions. Pretty correct answers. You and studio? you go through that doorway to the greatest little culture of all this hand of yards of IHS. Good morning, everybody who's out there listening to 3CR Showreel. This is the show on 3CR that looks at the Australian film industry. I guess if you were addicted to the Australian film industry, you would have been up last night watching the Actor Awards and as predicted, the best film was a uh, pseudo-American drama that had a, a, a variety of Australian aspects to it, including the director, Mel Gibson, who I think actually is American. But anyway, there you go. And the best actor was also... Anyway, they got a whole lot of gongs. The Rickshaw, no, that's not even what it's called. It's a war movie, basically. Um, but anyway, that's the Actor Awards. We won't go there. We'll have a chat with about uh, the result of that with somebody, other people who are, are more um, involved than even I as a watcher. Uh, of Australian film industry, but we'll go to uh, closer to home in Melbourne. Um, Ma- Made in Melbourne film festival started last night with the opening of Ben Hall at Acme, and uh, also uh, later in the evening there at the Loop Bar was uh, a, a series of web series, which is the new and burgeoning industry that uh, many people. Are involving themselves, the young set are involving themselves in, because not only does it uh, allow them to express their own uh, skills and uh, uh, creativity, but it actually opens the way for developing a career for themselves. And so in the studio, we got uh, tongue TV with Hustle Productions tongue and Hustle they came in and had a chat with us about their exploits into the business world of uh, the the future business world that uh, filmmaking is now entering but uh, before we do we'll hear about uh, our sister program Music. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. You're an show with Annie and we're looking at uh, the new industry that's uh, developing around us that uh, relies on the internet. Uh, We got Stephanie Zalacos from uh, Tongue TV to come in and tell us about what's going on there and she was accompanied by the leading lights from Hustle Productions. They're from Sydney and uh, they had come to Melbourne to share with the world here at her um, event at the Loop Bar with uh, Made in Melbourne Film Festival which runs to the 11th. If you want to go online you can get tickets and you can see the program for Made in Melbourne Film Festival. Their uh, web series, A Shared House, uh, is uh, screening now on YouTube, but let's hear what they had to say for themselves. So I've got you all in here because you're going to tell me all about the initiatives that you're involved in, and they're all highly exciting. So first off, I want to know about Tongue TV. All right.
3: Um, Tongue TV is a creative support platform for upcoming creatives, entertainers, and entrepreneurs. And so we've been basically just podcasting. We want to have a web series. We've helped these guys from Hustle Productions uh, organise their Melbourne premiere event and we want to do more of that maybe eventually run music festivals for small bands and
0: yeah so what i want to know is uh, when you talk about yourself as a tv station are you saying that uh, basically you're on you're online
3: yeah yeah everything's online digital
0: yeah, yeah. okay and uh, this is the power of the internet yeah it is and
3: yeah. i think it's the best platform to be on at the moment
0: i think that's where yeah. everyone's moving but so tell me uh, what made you decide to do this
3: um, I studied film production and had worked on a few like web series and small like video music videos for local bands and stuff like that. But it was really hard to get a job myself, and so I just thought that I would create my own job and help people that are also struggling in the same kind of industries get their work heard so that they can get jobs.
0: We're in a radio station and that built itself, and at the time that three uh, CR began 40 years ago it was in the same space as you guys are now and it just seemed quite extraordinary to think that anybody an ordinary person could have their hands on something that commercial interests had kept to themselves so long before. How does it feel to be a television station? Um,
3: wow, well, that's really strange to hear because I don't really think we are a TV station just yet but we're going to be. I think it's awesome to be able to put other people's work out there. As long as that's what we continue to do, I don't really... uh, Yeah, all right, we'll say we're a TV
0: station. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Because really what it is, it's like saying 3D chess, isn't it? Because it could be anywhere and at any time and you can put whatever you like on there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're actually making me have some realisations about
0: Tom TV right now. (laughs) Um, What sort of resources do you have to have to be able to do what you're doing?
3: um, Basically, we have a couple of microphones and an audio interface, a laptop and a DSLR camera, and that's it.
0: And so what you do, some intros and stuff like that, and then you upload what other people have given you.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So... We're using our social media platform at the moment, so especially Instagram. We seem to have gotten a lot of traction on Instagram. We are using that to let other people come to us if they need promotion. So, if they have a single launch coming up or a web series premiere or something, we're putting their work out there from there. But we also just have podcast interviews and get them to come over to our garage studio in our house. And um, yeah. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. And when you say Instagram, I always thought Instagram was still a stills, this collection of stills.
3: Yeah, it's they've changed it now. You can upload one minute videos and you can also, they have like a story, uh, which is a bit like Snapchat.
0: Ah, right. Yeah.
3: So we use that a lot, especially if we're at a live event and let people know what's going on. People can be there as well.
0: Oh, cool. And and you do that, it's like. um... Uh, it's a minute long. It's always only a minute long?
3: Yeah, the videos only can go for a minute.
0: Does that mean that you do live streaming or that you do edits?
3: Um, uh, well, we usually just do live streaming. Um, if someone wants to send us in, like, a snippet of their music video or whatnot, they want to give us the best minute, we're happy to upload that as well.
0: But, okay. Yeah. And when you do live streaming, do you put audio in there?
3: Um well, we're not that high tech yet. So we've just but you could. run it off the phone. Yeah. But you yeah. could. Yeah, yeah. So there's audio that from your phone, but it's not like it's professional audio or anything
0: like no, that. No, no, I yeah. understand. So uh, so you could do live streaming with a uh what do you call it? A um commentary if you wanted to. I suppose
3: yeah. I'm pretty sure you can get microphones that just plug in like yeah,
0: you can. from your phone. Yeah.
3: Oh, isn't that? That griffin? might be in the next step that we take,
0: actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ! it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, really that's really interesting. Now, let's move on to uh, the Sydney-based startup production company called Hus- Hustle Productions. So, Hustle Productions, tell me about that, Georgia.
1: Um, yeah. So, Hustle Productions is an uh, entertainment business that is uh, specialising online content. Uh, our most recent production is a shared house season two uh which is an online comedy series other than that we've just been working in corporate video and commercials
0: okay and so that's you too josh yeah. yes what role do you play
2: uh i well in terms of the business i kind of handle uh, multiple roles same as georgia so um i'll produce certain elements of stuff uh or direct, deal with post-production, a lot of the technical side of things. Uh, But in terms of a shared house, uh, I wrote and directed uh, season one and two.
0: Oh, fantastic. So do you guys have, uh, were you trained in this area? Was this also a job creation scheme on your behalf?
2: Um, I have a Bachelor of uh, Media Production and a Diploma in uh, Script Writing, Producing and Directing. It's in a different order, I can't remember. And uh, I uh, have worked in the media since around 2007 um, as a producer of online content.
0: And this idea of actually deciding what you're going to do, let's look at the web, web series now. Georgia, you're an actor, and so are you. I'm sorry. Sunny Joe. Sonny Joe. Sonny Joe, you're an actor, right? Uh, correct, yeah. And you're in this
4: series? Yeah, I'm in season one and season two, um, which comes out on Thursday. Yep. Oh,
0: fantastic! Yes, and and so when each ep- how many episodes are there? Uh,
4: season one, there's four episodes, and season two, there's four episodes.
0: Okay, and is that a, a standard, or is that something that's uh, just because this is what you're creating the standards? Because uh, you know, in mainstream, Josh created
4: that- it. So with timing, I'm I'm not sure. Um, I mean, some episodes go for fifteen minutes and twenty minutes, but I think with web series, in season they, one, in season one um, so web series. Standard. When they started out, they were like, you know, three minutes and stuff. But with Josh, he wanted to take it to the next level where it was 15 minutes and everything like that. So it was, it can be a series. It wasn't, they weren't too short. So Which we've then, like with season two, we pulled that
2: back to make it more standardised. So it's um, all around sort of keeping essentially as close as we can to a 10 minute hard limit. Um, just because, like in season one, it would be you'd watch one episode; it'd be 13 minutes long. Then the next one would be nine minutes long, and the you know you can't manage your media consumption time very well around those sort of erratic timings. Like the last episode was 17 minutes long. So, oh,
0: that's really interesting because in the past it was you know built around ads, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now you are literally building. Standards,
2: Yeah, so because nowadays the reason – for example, Netflix, right, when they commission a show, there's no reason why they have to make every episode 22 to 24 minutes long, right? The reason they do is because we've been so used to it since the 1950s, 1952 or 3 when TV launched. So um, people have been so used to the timing formats based around advertising that if you go outside of those formats, whether it be shorter or longer, um, people kind of go, this doesn't feel right. Um, and so people are just gradually starting to change as they watch, uh, more and more stuff online. Uh, uh but they do tend to base what they're going to watch on one of the first things people do when they launch a video is they look at the runtime before they hit play. So, um, it depends on how much time they've allocated to what they're going to watch before they start, regardless of whether or not they're actually interested in it. They could be very interested in it, but they only want to commit to five minutes, not eight. So...
0: Oh, isn't that fascinating? Now, yes, the, next thing, the next thing that I wanted to know, since you're the writer of it, and uh, obviously uh, the running time does make a difference, so the say if it's a couple of minutes long, uh, short is really hard to do successfully, just like long is hard to do successfully, but short is generally a gag. But 15 minutes is a, a greater, is prolonged, uh, has to have more arcs, and also the characters have to be more developed, Correct.
2: Yeah, so I think in season one, we were just kind of going at it. And then for season two, we got um, like uh, 11 or so other writers to help us out. So we had two writers rooms. So uh, you get a bunch of creative people together, you break the episodes. So you uh, uh, figure out what all the beats are going to be sort of roughly kind of for each minute of what's happening in the episode. And then we move on forward with that. And then my job as a writer from that template that we set up as a as a group is to insert sort of the characterizations and performances and and dramas drama and stuff into the sort of the skeleton that we've all built as a group and that's a much better way to work because almost like any anything that you like any creative endeavor if you have like 11 brains it's going to be better than one um
0: so, well, some people would argue that you know you'd yeah. end up in a fistfight and never speak to each other again.
2: Yeah. So the, the the great thing about um about the Rise room format is that there's a very strict kind of. Uh, uh, format that's set out where you you don't allow it to go into the too many cooks in a kitchen scenario um so you have someone who runs the writer's room not so that's not me you'll have a separate person who runs the writer's room and uh that will be someone who's not involved in the creative process it'll be someone who is just there to make sure we're on schedule for the day and we're doing everything on time and all that kind of stuff and then if we get into almost like a showrunner. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So the showrunner is more of a creative Um, role, so that would sort of be more me and Georgia, but that person on that day would would be acting as someone who's... Facilitating. Yeah, facilitating and making sure... And also surrounding yourself with people where you know that's not the direction you're going to go down as well and constantly, you know, as sort of the creatives of the show, being very open-minded listening to what everyone is saying and not just going, no, I don't like that idea. And you just always go, like, let's try that out. Let's, you know, you write a note down and... Just being open-minded and um, welcoming of other people's ideas.
0: Uh, Sonny, Joe, when you're, you're acting, do you get a chance to actually involve uh, contribute? Do you create character as well or do you just follow the rules?
4: No, 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 definitely. Um, Josh is a great director. I'm not saying that because he's sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you know, we get our scripts and um, with our character, um, with season one especially, when I know when we first started filming, um, was a little bit awkward because we knew the characters that we wanted but the good thing, meeting Georgia and the other cast, um, we kind of said, oh, you know, don't you think Charlotte would be like this and Lucas, who's my character, don't you think he would do this? So we started to... See the character more by talking more about them outside of the show, if that makes sense. Behind yeah, like the you scenes, have jokes. yeah. So, we had jokes, so it made them more believable. And the good thing with Josh is, um, to answer your question, is, um, you know, you've got your script, but how I wanted to um, uh, layer things over it, where I said to Josh, you know, I think Lucas, when he says, um, what's up in the script, I said, Lucas would be, what's up and do annoying oh. – Lucas is a, he's <laughs> really an annoying, annoying character. Person. He's an annoying character, <laughs> and that is annoying. And I would do that in the scene, mm-hmm. and Josh would be like, I like that, let's keep it. That's if he didn't like see. it, he'd be like, no, nah, let's not put that in there. So that you – he, yeah, it's good. He's open to that, which is good for our characters to develop.
0: And is this uh, also uh, an ability for you to get acting gigs in yes. a way that you wouldn't be you – know, in other ways?
4: Yeah, good question, because especially, um, I mean – in Australia, it's a very small industry. Um, there's not a lot of work out there compared to. And the to same
0: people seem to appear on the screen. The same people all the time. they do,
4: and and the same people are in the same shows all the time, and um and that that does happen. That's just politics and the way that it is. Um, so a lot of actors that I've met along the way, you know, we're going to auditions. There's not a lot of work out there. We. Um, when I auditioned for their series for A Shared House, I was like, cool, this is another opportunity for me. And it's also good for diversity um, as well. Um, you know, you've got me, I'm the way that. How I look and uh, Deborah, who's an Asian girl, that's in season two as well. It's good just to see different nationalities on screen. Not saying that we don't have that already, but um, in web series you can kind of. No, kinda, it's very
0: self-conscious. Yeah,
4: you can do. It's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 not it's it's nice. So um and, and you got to create your more you got to create your own opportunities these days um, going into acting in Australia because there isn't a lot out there. So I definitely think people who are producing their own content is a good way as an actor to get um, more work out there.
3: Made in Melbourne Film Festival returns for its eighth consecutive year, celebrating the drive and diversity of local and Victorian filmmakers, expanding to a massive 13 sessions over six nights, covering short film, feature film, high school, music video and web series at five of Melbourne's most sought-after venues. Made in Melbourne kicks off in December with feature film the legend of Ben Hall at Acme. Full program and tickets on sale now via mim.org.au. A 3CR supporter.
0: You're on 3CR Show Reel with Annie, and uh, we're just talking to some creative young'uns. Uh, Stephanie from uh, Tongue TV, and uh, Georgia, and Josh, and Sonny Joe. From uh, Hustle Productions, uh, they're in town for Made in Melbourne Film Festival, showing their uh, web series called A Shared House. But of course, you can go online to uh, YouTube and uh, put in a shared Shared House, and you'll be able to see it too. We'll hear the last bit of the inter- uh, interview with Tongue and Hustle. Uh, we might have to cut it off because uh, I've been talking too much. But anyway, we'll hear the rest of their pearls of wisdom. Now, this particular web series has been um, put forward for uh, the New York City Web Fest, right? Mm. So how'd that go about?
1: There's a lot of web series festivals festivals around. And you submit and um, whether or not you get in, they, they contact you and then they often have awards that are, you get nominated for as well. So it's always a really humbling experience when you hear back and your show will, you know, play to an audience and it's the most exciting thing aside from nominations and all that kind of thing is just getting other people to see the show who might not have an opportunity to see it or get it put in front of their face
0: um how do people get to see your stuff
1: our show at the moment lives on youtube and facebook which is a fantastic facebook's really great for video content and sharing content when you're working independently um so at the moment it lives on YouTube.
0: So, what does YouTube have catalogs? And people might say, "Oh, I just like the idea of shared house." It's a bit like going into a well, library of a three thousand books.
3: <laughs>
1: Primarily, most of our advertising is done through social media, like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and that's all sending people to the channel on YouTube.
0: Okay, and so do you? Have, can can you actually quantify your, how many people have picked that up? Because that's you one of the good things. You can
1: actually monitor the data, can't you, Josh?
2: Yeah, it's quite sophisticated analytics for all that kind of stuff who you know as long as people are being honest about their age and gender and stuff you can uh, which majority wow. of people are um, mm. you can get all that information as well so but you also
0: just let's say raw data how many
2: oh yeah uh, that's publicly facing anyway so every uh, YouTube video will just have a view count on it and stuff mm. like that yeah. so
0: are you looking good
2: ah uh, for for who we are in our demographics yeah yeah, because um, it, it kind of depends. Like a lot of shows that have sort of higher views and stuff like that, um, there's sort of different approaches to making independent content and you can kind of go, um, and they're all valid by the way, The, the you can kind of go a route where you go, this is an issue I want to talk about or yeah. something like that. And you, can, you tend to pick up speed a lot quicker with, in that kind of way, whereas we haven't really tried to, I suppose, tap into anything Quite intentionally, I think we're just sort of gone, we just want to tell sort of a, a normal, you know, comedy drama kind of story um, without going down that route. So, yeah, for, for that particular type of show, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing pretty well.
0: Is there any money in it? We,
1: not yet. Um, However, in saying that, we did get funding for the second season through crowdfunding and then corporate sponsorship as well. So we did get some financial backing, which enabled us to get better equipment and give some money to our cast and crew and pay for more locations and increase the production design of it. Um, it
0: I mean, you make a living doing your corporate stuff.
1: Yeah, corporate's fantastic. <laughs> Corporate and commercial is what we've been doing to make a living.
0: Yeah, majority. but this other stuff is... However,
1: like Sunny was saying about it being a great opportunity to explore the kind of work you want to make and get your name out there, a shared house has been phenomenal for both, I think, all our careers. But for Josh and I, we've gotten so much so many opportunities because people have seen the show and they've seen um, its popularity, I guess, overseas and its potential and I think people get excited when they see that people are taking themselves seriously and making stuff. So it's created a lot of opportunities for us to work in the industry Uh, and the show itself has had financial backing,
3: which
0: Uh, has been great. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Uh, How did you find each other? How did Tongue find Hustle? Tinder. <laughs> oh, you guys swipe right. That's so nice.
3: Um, I think we were just on Twitter and I came across them and shouted out to them and then sat down and watched the series and I think Georgia emailed or um, messaged me just on Twitter and we're like, Yeah, let's organise a phone conversation and then we chat we had a chat and realised it was a really good pairing. And so yeah, we've been helping promote them and bring them to Melbourne.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. It, it's it's really quite like bands used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's quite impressive. Uh, it, also, uh, I mean, this is going to air after the event, but you're going to be at the Loop Bar on in right in the middle of Made in Melbourne Festival, right? Uh, you're not Made in Melbourne though. No, I don't.
3: Not. I think that was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: because it's a web series, isn't it? Um. We love Melbourne. We love Melbourne. No, but that, I mean, that's TV not, are made in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that's not being rude. What I'm really saying is that uh, the whole explosion of web series—the more people do it, uh, the more interesting—and more people will, you know, pull up their sleeves and decide to involve themselves.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a lot of competition now, though, because everyone is making a series, and you've—I think—you just got to put your head down and keep making your stuff but everyone's making one now so you've got to keep finding creative ways to keep relevant and yeah there's a big competition but um when do you hear about the new york thing uh we heard with it, that was in uh when was it november
0: early november okay um yeah <laughs> <laughs> any, I don't think there's anything else I want to ask. I'm very I mean, very interested in what you're doing. I think it's really uh, – it's extraordinarily entrepreneurial, isn't it, really? This is – I mean, you're, what you're doing is throwing a stone into the future and walking towards it and seeing what will come of it.
1: Definitely, and it's hugely, hugely rewarding. Whilst it's a lot of hard work when, when you're working in the early days and you don't have a lot of money and you're kind of pulling favours and working with people – and collaborating it can kind of feel very much like when am I gonna hit that point (laughs) where it becomes a bit more sustainable. However, it's so incredibly rewarding to create your own content
0: and we'll leave them there because, uh, we've got to come make ourselves ready for, uh, published or not. Uh, it's a fabulous, uh, um, area to be in right at the moment. They are creating standards and they are building their careers. That was, uh, Stephanie Zalacos from, uh, Tang TV. That's a Melbourne based, uh, concern and, uh, Hustle Productions, which is a Sydney-based concern, and they have married their talents so that uh, they appeared at uh, the Loop Bar on Wednesday to show their stuff. But as I said, A Shared House, which is a a drama based around Charlotte, a dissatisfied mid-twenties woman, constantly searching for a solution to her emptiness until one day her self-indulgent partner leaves her with a house, under lease and a stack of bills. Charlotte needs some housemates, and she finds them in Liz, Michael and Lucas. And you can tune in on uh, YouTube to find out more. Okay, we're going to go out with Watch Me Go, because I just love it. And uh, coming up next is Published or Not.
3: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.